Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. Spring officially arrives in 26 days, and it's going to feel like a world away over the next 24 hours. Yeah, winter will return with a vengeance over the next 24 hours as we brace for light snow, ice pellets, and freezing rain to blanket the region. Environment Canada has issued a freezing rain warning for all of southwestern Ontario, including the London area. Light snow and ice pellets will likely start at around mid-morning before freezing rain makes an appearance in the mid to late afternoon. The freezing rain is expected to last until tomorrow morning, leaving us with ice buildup of 10 to 20 millimetres or a range of nearly half an inch to three quarters of an inch. The National Weather Service says downed electrical wires and branches are a possibility and officials say you should prepare for potential power outages. Today's weather could lead to bus cancellations tomorrow. The good news is temperatures are set to rise into the pluses tomorrow with a high of three degrees. Well, as the clock clicks down to a Friday's one-year anniversary of Russia's war in Ukraine, many Ukrainians who fled to this country are now assessing their future. Yeah, as the war in Ukraine gets set to enter its second year, many of those who fled to Canada are assessing whether they should focus on establishing a life here hope to return to Ukraine one day or move to another country entirely. More than 150,000 Ukrainians have come to Canada under a special federal program announced after the conflict began. The executive director of the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress says Ukrainian newcomers are trying to figure out what path might work best for them in the future. Officials say many who fled thought they'd be able to return home in a few weeks, but that turned into months and now it's been a year. Many Ukrainian newcomers say they feel safe in Canada, but worry about their loved ones who are still in Ukraine. Some Ukrainian newcomers say they plan to stay in Canada and hope their significant others, many of whom are men who couldn't leave Ukraine due to the general mobilization law, will be able to join them one day. Federal Immigration Department spokesperson Stuart Ayersward said the government is continuing to assess how its immigration programs can best support Ukrainian nationals, including potential new pathways to permanent residents. Let's talk health care because it was on the agenda yesterday at Queen's Park. Yeah, the Doug Ford government has tabled a bill meant to reduce surgical backlogs by allowing more private clinics to open and conduct OHIP-covered surgeries. Health Minister Sylvia Jones introduced the bill yesterday afternoon. Elements of the plan include expanding the role of private clinics to allow them to conduct cataract surgeries, MRI and CT scans, minimally invasive gynecological surgeries, and eventually knee and hip replacements. Healthcare experts and advocates expressed concern about oversight, staffing, and upselling when the plan was originally introduced. The legislation appears to try and address some of these apprehensions, although the details are still vague. It's unclear how long it will take to go through the application process or how many new clinics will obtain a license under the new system. Speaking with reporters after introducing the bill, Jones said there would not be a cap on the number of clinics allowed to open. I doubt this will ever apply to you and I, but a major 4-day workweek study has been completed and the results are promising. 
Yeah, a trial of a four-day work week in Britain billed as the world's largest has found that an overwhelming majority of the 61 companies that participated from June to December will keep going with a shorter hours and that most employees were less stressed and had better work-life balance. This was all while companies reported revenue largely staying the same during the trial period last year and even grew compared with the same six months a year earlier, according to findings released this week. Not surprisingly, employees reported reported benefits with 71% less burned out, 39% less stressed, and 48% more satisfied with their job than before the trial. Of the workers, 60% said it was easier to balance work and responsibilities at home, while 73% reported increased satisfaction with their lives. The findings show fatigue was down, people were sleeping more, and mental health improved. Of the companies that participated in the study, 92% reported they would continue with the four-day work week, with 30% saying it's a permanent change. Two companies say they will continue to experiment, while three plan to go back to the five-day work schedule. And uh, balloons are a no-go in one California city. Yeah, environmental advocates are celebrating in Laguna Beach, but it won't be with balloons. California's hilly seaside city is banning the sale and public use of balloons to curtail the risk of devastating wildfires and eliminate a major source of trash floating near the community's scenic shores. Laguna Beach City Council voted to ban in public the popular mainstay of birthday and graduation parties, whether inflated with helium or not. We'll see where, if any other cities do that as well. Uh, Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1630, people in America got their first taste of popcorn. In 1819, Spain ceded Florida to the United States. In 1879, Frank Winfield Woolworth opened a five-cent store in Utica, New York. The store failed. However, a few months later, he opened a a five-and-a-dime store in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, It was the first in an international chain. In 1886, the Times of London became the first British newspaper to include a a personals column in the classified page. In 1924, U.S. President Calvin Coolidge delivered the first radio broadcast from the White House as he addressed the country over 42 stations. In 1959, the inaugural Daytona 500 race was held in Daytona Beach, Florida. Lee Petty won the race. In 1976, Joe Clark was elected the federal conservative leader. His party defeated Pierre Trudeau's liberals in May 1979 and formed a minority government, government making Clark, who was then 40 years old, Canada's youngest ever prime minister and the first native westerner to hold the post. In 1980, one of the greatest upsets in hockey history took place at the Lake Placid Olympics known as the Miracle on Ice. The United States shocked the Soviet Union 4-3 in a medal round game. In 1984, a 12-year-old Houston boy known only as David died. He spent most of his life in a plastic bubble because he had no immunity to disease and died 15 days after being removed from the bubble for a bone marrow transplant. In 1997, Scottish researchers reported they had cloned an adult mammal for the first time. They made a lamb named Dolly using DNA from adult sheep. In 2010, at the Vancouver Olympics, Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer captured Canada's first ever gold medal in ice dance at the age of 20 and 22, respectively. They also became the youngest in Olympic history to win gold in the discipline. On this day in 2020, David Ayers, a 42-year-old emergency backup goalie and full-time Zamboni driver, helped the Carolina Hurricanes beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 6-3. Ayers, who is from Whitby, was called into action after the Hurricanes 
uh, lost both net miners who uh, to injury. The ex-junior goalie made eight saves. And on this day in 2022, Russia's upper house of parliament rubber-stamped Vladimir Putin's request to use military force outside the country. The U.S. said an invasion was already underway in eastern Ukraine. Happy retirement to Kathy from your husband Jim and the kids. Uh, today's celebrity birthdays include Julius Irving, who turns 73. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin is 64. Rachel Dratch turns 57. James Blunt is 49. And Drew Barrymore turns 48. 48. 